Hey, Peter. Hey. Can you uh, give us a little solo piano? I guess. Something basic. Call that basic? Basic solo piano, baby. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you today, we're talking about solo piano basics, and we're talking about it sponsored by Open Studio. Go to O. Studiojazz.com, <laughs> where you can check out uh, Jeffrey Keezer's new solo piano course, Elements of Solo Piano. Hmm, interesting that we're doing a piano, a solo piano episode today, and also sponsored by Elements of What's that uh, voice? Solo. Is that your solo piano voice? Oh, it's my little um, <laughs> solo pianos can be a little pretentious. Let's oh. be, let's get that out of the way right now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Is that what you're alluding well, it's to? Because with that we voice? feel like we can do anything we want. We can be the entire band. We have all the power. We don't feel that way. We can. We get drunk with power. <laughs> if not drunk on Granddad, yeah, it's not actually granddad. drunk. <laughs> Um, uh, that's the ultimate level when you can get actually <laughs> drunk and be drunk on power and play everything. I feel like there were some live at Maybach Hall solo piano. Never mind. <laughs> uh, anyway, today we wanted to talk about just some basic things, actually, that not even pianists could do, but any musician. Uh, you can sit down at a keyboard or a piano and be able to figure out some simple solo piano arrangements of your favorite standards uh, with some of these techniques. It's not as hard as, as it needs to be. Like, you no. don't. You don't have to go full keys, <laughs> full Jeffrey Keyser on every right. solo piano arrangement. Um, there are some basic things that if you focus on, you're going to be a solid solo player. Like, I don't know about you, Peter, but when I learned uh, this improvised music, I started off learning a technique that was more based on what I would play with a bass player, right? Yeah, I started playing too. in bands. I think that's typical. I think it is too. So it actually took me several years to feel comfortable as a solo pianist. And even I, I still... I'm not as confident when I have a solo piano gig because I am on a like a trio gig, for instance. Like it still is something I really have to work on in order to feel confident and comfortable in because it, you do feel like the onus is on you to make it everything, you know. Well, it is. I mean, there's nobody else yeah, yeah. there. But I think that it's um, it's like any uh, combination of players or lack of combination solo. You talk about solo, duo, trio, or, and then beyond. Um, it has its own set of challenges and rewards that come with that mm. um i don't think any situation i mean look playing trio is no walk in the park either no but it's it's all in kind of how you look at it because some people like it's so hard to play with a great bass player and a great drummer because their time is so good their swing is so so good they care if they have any problem it's that they care too much you know <laughs> my biggest fault is their biggest fault is they swing too hard That's right. no but i think that if you think about it yeah that is hard but then on the other hand it's the easiest thing in the world right. you, if you get the mindset of like let me ride that wave let me not worry about them as i am i as good as them let me just realize let me let me concentrate on the fact that i have the opportunity to really concentrate and to elevate to let them elevate me to another level. Um, and so with solo piano, like none of that's part of the equation because there's nobody to pull you down and there's nobody to elevate you. Because when you talk about trio, it's like what's worse than a, a horrible bass player and drummer you have to play with? What do we usually end up doing? 
Yeah, I mean, tell him to sit out. Yeah, that's right. And then we're back to solo anyway. Solo, yeah, exactly. So I think the big challenge with solo, um, one of them is actually. So I was doing just a couple days ago some duo performances with guitar with the great Hamera Labumbo, and I realized like some of the same challenges with playing solo are actually there when you play duo. Basically, when you play without a bass player, right? You know, and you realize what a foundational great thing the bass is. But we can bring the spirit of that bass with us when we play solo. Yep, and I think that. You know, a, a common a common entry point is, as you say, like you're playing with trio, you're playing with big man, whatever, and then all of a sudden, bam, you have to play with, play solo. But that's a great entry point. I mean, a lot of pianists have done that. The way to like to sort of uh, leapfrog over that uncomfortable period is to not feel like you have to duplicate everything to the bass player and drummer that aren't there. Right. That's the first thing you got to get that in your mind. Yeah. But if you can hear all those things then you're going to be in a good position. But don't feel like you have to... Like, if, if your confidence and your feeling of the groove and the form and all those things are just like the bass player and drummer were there, but all of a sudden you erase them. Yeah. And only you could hear what was going on. Right, right, right. Then, And if you play with that kind of a spirit, right. then it's going to come across great, even even if you don't have an advanced left hand or independence of the hands, because that's where it really gets interesting when you have an advanced understanding and implementation of hand independence and that doesn't come over there's no way to like yeah have that come overnight yeah there's no saxophone players that are sitting down on the keyboard with great hand independence just yet uh but that what you're talking about leads to my number one here thing on the list of uh that i made of of some topics we could talk about and that is i think probably the most important element of playing solo piano and and sounding good and confident is having that sense of groove, that sense of time that is similar to when you have a rhythm section. Yes. And the only way to do that is to hear the rhythm section in your head, even if you're not playing everything that they would be playing. You have to keep it like it's still swinging. And you you hear too often, you know, a solo pianist at like a, a cocktail party or something like that, where the time is just friggin' all over the place and you're like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, it's just not happening. It doesn't feel great. And when you hear a, a solo pianist like yourself or, or Jeffrey Keezer or a, a number of uh, of amazing... Kenny Barron comes to mind Ooh. as one of the great solo pianists Just ever. Got a chance to hang out with Kenny Barron. Oh, Sorry. You dropped the name first, though. What a what an amazing I mean, I'm not hanging person. with him. I'm just listening to No, nah, man. He, what, what, what a, I was nervous because at the duo gig, he was singing in the audience. Woo! Yeah, that was... Woo! Um, but talk about like an amazing groove and yep. sense of time when he's playing solo. You don't really miss the bass player. And that's what a bass player's role is in the trio is because they're usually playing that two feel or that walking bass line, they're yep. providing such a strong... Uh, uh, presence for the time, you really have to have that going in your mind at all time. Now, the first way to apply that to your practice, if you want to become a decent solo pianist, is you have to work on your two feel. Yeah. You just have to. That's, like, yeah. there's no getting around that if you want to play in a swing or straight ahead manner. Like, you have to just sit there. I still practice that on the regular, that kind of, even that basic, because I really want that feel to be... Basic. I heard you. Oh, oh boy. Come I really on, want Dad. that... Come on, Daddy. I really want that feel to be locked in, and I want to have that to pull out of my hat. Then, I mean, when, then you start talking about hand dependence and working on that, but it all springs from yep. being able to lock in a simple two feel with the left hand. Yes, and, and no matter what, 
we're playing from and look you make it sound easy and you say simple well, but I mean, to I get don't. no to get to that it takes takes work you know and it takes yeah. commitment but what happens is sometimes people think because they can play more notes they skip over that or they have a little bit of hand it depends from playing classical music they're like oh i'm i can do some other things but they don't have that foundational mm -hmm. sense of groove which is so important to be able to have that advanced confidence when you're playing solo piano you know yep, yep, yep. and so you can't skip i mean you can skip over that but then you got to go back and it's like a really inefficient way to build up your solo piano chops so you have to think about you have to make a commitment to not playing more than you can stay within the groove in time and the two feels the perfect place to develop that and it's left hand alone and then it's after many courses of this yep. and look if you don't enjoy doing this find something else to do is that harsh sorry no but it's true but you have to i mean five courses just five courses this is the fundamentals right here yeah we put the fun in the metals but then after you've done five uh five courses this maybe just a little bit a little comping with the right hand which but this, this is another solo piano characteristic that you might not have practiced enough which no. is comping with your right hand you got to be able to do that yeah just like you're saying that's the beginning of the hand independence really and eventually you're going to be able to play melodies with your right hand and comp and you're going to be able to play duos yeah you know like exactly. have a little finger independence a little, little three hands. zone vibe and, and, and that, but that has to be built up and, sure. and like this is as much of an exercise in getting you confident and stuck within this very simple groove yeah but not but don't play it simplistically yeah like play it with an advanced sense of groove and feel that's right so our next step here in developing a good oh i'm sorry can i just add one thing please no please this is something i remember i used to do as a little bit of a challenge um i would practice this kind of thing and then you're you're thinking about placement because this is about um, as much Whether it's a melody or, but you just have one thing happening. And if you do like one thing that's a little bit off rhythmically, like you're not in the groove and you hear that, mm -hmm. then you lose that chorus. So say you're going to do five courses in a row and you get to the set third course and mm -hmm. you do one thing, then you get bounced back to two. So you don't get to five. They have to be five perfect choruses. Man, I love it. Is that dogmatic? No, it's it's just drop down and give me five choruses right now, son. It's just dogmatic enough. So the next thing that we're going to build on here is Southerners to, are very dogmatic. For, you know, I'm from sure. the South, so I can say that, right? <laughs> you are, yeah. But uh, and they and they are, and you are. But one thing that we can build on from this is now like a solid foundation of rooted voicings. This was something that I was definitely lacking. Where's this idea of rooted in? What's that? Where's this idea of rooted in? Oh, buddy. okay, sorry, buddy, buddy. Uh, it's well, it's rooted in the truth because you need these to be able to play some solo piano. And you know, we talk about this one concept a lot, and for good reason. And that's root and shell, or root and shell, pretty. And because it it just it gets us everywhere we need to go. I can stick just with like my two feel with just root and shell in my left hand. Yeah. You know, and that frees me up to do. Whatever I want to do in my right hand, I have that whole bass line and harmony covered. Thank you for continuing on. Woo. I have everything covered with that root and shell. And then if I want to add pretty notes with the rest of my right hand, now we're talking about real finger, real hand independence, middle hand ideas, which is not basic, but it springs from, woo, it springs from the root and shell concept. Yep. I love it. I love it. And then the the thing too we want to stress is like, you know, we're building these these elements and these skills up. You yeah. know, this might be 
a month of each of these, or it might be a week depending on your practice time. But like you talk about the groove, the feel, the two feel, yeah. and then the simple comping, and then the root shell, root shell pretty. Yep. Like we're not just working on those and abandoning what, you know, this is additive. That's right. right. And by root shell, we mean the root in, 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 this, in this case of F7. Stumbled there for a minute. F7, we mean the third and the seventh of the seventh and the third. Yep. E flat and A in some combination. That's what we mean by root shell. And by pretty, we usually mean things like the ninth, the eleventh, the thirteenth, the fifth, all that stuff. Pretty, we mean me. Okay, the next concept we want to talk about, we have now some voicings. We have a two feel. Hopefully our groove and time is being worked on. I think what really sets good solo pianists apart from great solo pianists is the use of dynamics. Mm. Because nothing is worse than hearing... That's bad. Than just pawing down, bare paws down <laughs> of... Uh, well, I wouldn't say nothing is worse than that. No, no nothing is... Not, not nothing. Pasta that's dente as opposed, as opposed to al dente, that's worse. You know what I'm saying? I hate just that. There's no dynamics. There's yeah. nothing. Like, if you, again, go that's back... solo to the, piano dente instead of... Play solo piano al dente. Kieser has this thing where he talks about three kinds of dynamics. The melody is the loudest. The bass line is second loudest. Yeah. Come on, Kieser. And then the comping that you're doing with the left hand or the middle hand is the sort of mist in the air. Yeah. Well, I almost missed that, but I'm glad you pointed that out. But you just kind of feel it, that comping. You don't have yeah. to like really do super thick chords all the time. I think well, the thing really is, important. yeah, because it's in a very strong part of the piano, so you need to, to diminish the the uh, volume anyway. Mm -hmm. It's in that tent. Normally you're talking about that comping. Yeah. You got multiple notes being played. You're playing them like jabbing at them with, you know, staccato and accents anyway. So yeah. you've got to compensate because naturally they're going to stick out. So you have to use that balance. Um, you got to use your ears though. People think like, like playing with dynamics and being able to adjust your hands and finger, I mean, hand and finger independence is a physical thing. And there's an aspect to that. But I, the more and more I learn about this instrument, and I mean the piano, not just the uh, hammer eighty eight. The hammer eighty eight. Yeah. But I mean, it's such a, it's so much based upon listening in real time. For sure, active listening. It's like the whole thing. I mean, it's just like, and I really make parallels with you know. The more I learn about running and stuff, it's like it is not about the muscle. It's about your mindset. Yeah. It's about your mind and like, can you do this or not? Of course, your body, just like with the piano, you have physical limitations. You can't will yourself to reach a twelfth or anything. Mm. But using your ears, which I would say is the kind of the equivalent, and it's certainly connected with using your mind, is such an important part of this because. The mechanics of this, you know, you can work on on an individual basis and everything. But if you do all that, but you can't hear it and you're not used to listening and concentrating and meditating on what that balance is, it's going to all be for naught, as they used to say. So you're saying number one? Practice. <laughs> oh, sorry. Listen. <laughs> Remember no, when we did that yeah. course? Like, number yeah, one. Yeah. Practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so, but you can practice this idea by listening, even with that basic two feel. Like if you play just a melody, you know... Trying to trying to bring out the melody as opposed to that two feel bass line. Yeah. You can make one a little louder than the other. That's the easiest way to practice this. Two notes at a time. It's not that hard. You know, you can uh, you can practice that for hours and you will see such amazing results. If you song. concentrate and like if really listen. Sure. And like I noticed, I don't know if they caught up caught it on the camera because we are on the YouTube's big shout out to YouTube. Keep on Googling, keep on searching. Oh. Come on now. Um 
you get a certain look, a little bit of a transfixed look when you're kind of concentrated, even on a simple thing like what oh, yeah, you just play. I looks like I look like an idiot. Well, no, 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 but it's not about. But, it, but you know I'm what? Thinking it's, so hard. But it, but that's that's what. But it's a concentrated. It's not a thinking like you know a formula. It's a listening. That's your listening look. It is my listening you know? face. And and this yeah. is like something that is so important yeah we're demonstrating here we're having fun or whatever but it's like once we play this thing we want this stuff to sound right you know and that's that's as much a personal commitment to what you're hearing and putting yourself as a listener as much as you are a player yeah and it really starts with the practice because we're going to spend you know 90 95 percent of our time at the keyboard practicing alone and if we're lucky maybe five percent performing for other people that's just the reality of i mean being that's a how that's a great ratio actually yeah yeah all right the last element of this that, that i think we're going to suggest is to compose a solo piano arrangement that doesn't mean that you have to write out every note of it but uh you know for this course for elements of solo piano keyser's course yeah. jeffrey has this amazing arrangement of the nearness of you and three two like a big three and it's super funky. And he obviously has Is this it the work. one that's on the YouTubes now? It's the one that's on the YouTube. Andrew, so, give it a give a link here in the description to yeah, this incredible performance. One. And we have it all transcribed. You can check it out on the well, site. And, and if you see on the on the elements of solo piano course at the bottom, that we have a guarantee for everyone who bits the course, they will be able to play the nearest of you just. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Oh, I thought that was what No, 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 no. Okay, sorry. But it is good advice. <laughs> you'll learn though. from the person. You'll who can learn do that. from uh, Keezer's performance of this, and you'll you'll kind of come to understand. He has this uh, this arrangement worked out. Um, I have a few solo piano arrangements on the "You'll Hear It" blog. One of all the things you are of Green Dolphin Street. Yeah. Of someday my prince will come, uh, and even of Autumn Leaves, that were just really practice devices for me to expand what I could do on this on solo piano. I kind of I didn't even write them out at first I just worked yeah. some stuff out that I wanted to do yeah. and then I made that head part of my arrangement when right. I play the perform the song that kind of thing though once you do that those elements start showing up in other tunes you're doing you, yes. you're kind of like teaching yourself how to make an arrangement on the fly by coming up with an arrangement that you repeat over and over again it's kind of like a framework or a system for playing that it's not about the style or about how much do i use my left hand how much right. do i use right it's it's really a system for navigating this wonderful instrument and, and being able to exploit it in a way for the music for how it sounds to you and then build upon that absolutely and although you're right we cannot guarantee you're going to be able to play the nearness of you to the level of jeff keezer we are legally not allowed to guarantee that as part of this course but we cannot guarantee that you won't be able to either right that is a triple negative. No, we, we cannot we guarantee. cannot <laughs> not guarantee that you won't be able to not play like Exactly. YMMV. That's all I got to say about oh, that. <laughs> Nobody knows what that means, Pete. Hashtag YMMV. Okay, what? We're near the end of the episode here, but did you know what we're doing later today? Um, drinking some old granddad. That's oh, no, day. boot camp. That's every day. Well, no, not, I mean, yes, today. But when people are hearing this... On Tuesday, February 11th. Oh. And if you're hearing this in the morning... If They're going to see it before they hear it. If you're hearing this before, let's say, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, there's still time. We're doing a live Q&A about solo piano what? today, this afternoon. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about February that. February 11th. Uh, Andrew, provide a link there to the live Q&A as well. Future Peter and future Adam, hello. We're doing a live Q&A where you can ask us anything you want to ask us about either AMA. solo piano or Jeffrey Keezer's solo piano course, hit us up today on the YouTube 
Uh, follow the link in the description. That's if you're listening to this on the morning of February. Let me 11th. check my schedule, my schedule, and see if I'm available. Because you know, that. a lot of people, yes, a lot of people listen to the latest episode, so we thought it'd be cool to to maybe yeah. do a That's little Q and A awesome. after. I'm looking this forward to that. I got, a, got a couple hours to prepare. That's right. Um, please leave us a rating or review. Yeah. I don't don't like stop watching now because we've got a special. We don't have a. Do we have a special bonus? No. Okay, but oh no, we do. I have a special bonus. I mean, other than secret. The, they're invited to a live Q and A with Peter and Adam. That's pretty. Oh, exciting. we gave that away already. No, but leave us a rating or review because, like, you don't have to pay us for this. This is a per- public service. No problem. But if you want to give back a little bit, if you want your karma to be right, if you want the next time you get on an airplane to be confident to know that your karma isn't off and that that plane's going to go down in a fire. Sorry. Here we go. Is that too far? Here we go. Too much? Too soon? Okay. A little too no, soon. anyway, if you want some good karma in your life, leave us a rating or review. Notice we don't say leave us a five star. Leave us whatever you want. I mean, Actually, should, leave though. us a seven star. Leave it a seven-star rating yeah. review? Are you we're getting me? back on that, man. Right. People used to do it. But we did have a fun comment, and we're reading all of the ratings and review, And we're reading all the reviews. If you leave us a review, even if it's horrible, we'll do it. But we had a fun one that was, Peter and Adam, I regret the loss of Podcave, which with, with, with its Batman reference captured so well the whimsical coolness of your show. I have no love for the pod suite. Come on. Which sounds like a software solution. That's true. It does. It does kind of sound like yeah. a software solution. Yeah. Come on, Andrew. Uh, your show rules. Do it from the pod palace. I mean. That sounds that? slightly pretentious. Cheers, David in Ottawa, More Canada. Man, I love Ottawa. That is one of my favorite. Uh, People are funny up it's there. It's such a cool city. Yeah, it's very funny. Uh, they talk funny, too, which okay. is really fun. Okay. Funny. But, you know, I'm from the South. Do you know where I'm from? You don't even know. We'll talk about that on another episode. You're from Florida. Florida, but Central Florida, Central which Florida. is very different. Like Southern Florida is very hip and like That's Hispanic. Right. You know where I'm from? I'm from Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Dude, you. we joke about it's country where you're from. If you saw the little town I'm from, you'd be like, wow. Are, are really? Gonna, the train tracks go gonna, right through? Are we going to gatekeep our countryness here on the podcast? Let's I'm just down. say that the town I was born in is featured in the movie um, about Jackie Robinson. Uh, not, a, not in not a positive in a, not light. Not in a positive light. <laughs> Predates me, though. Anyway, until tomorrow. You'll hear it. <laughs>